It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. Hello, hello, oh, my friends. Uh, the brakes may be needing a little adjustment, but easy on the curves. <laughs> Not a glitch to have you Just got fixed by you. This on you? This on you, cow? The reference here is very obscure. Welcome, foolish mortals. And we're back with the obscure Disney podcast. Did Ooh, you miss us? I missed us. <laughs> I feel like it's been a week since we spoke last. Completely true. Yeah. <laughs> it has been a week. We are constantly talking Disney, so it's a fun thing to just record it and have a conversation with everybody else. For sure. Yeah. A little one-sided. I wish y'all would speak up more. But uh, for now, it'll just be being Steve talking. Uh it's been a it's been another week and all sorts of other Disney things to talk about now, because that's how Disney operates. They're constantly moving forward. Yeah, and quite honestly, I, I, with everything going on at the parks now, there's a, a lot to talk about. Yeah, all kinds of new things. But one of which is not uh, Donald Duck's 85th birthday was this week, right? Oh, he's looking great. That did not happen at the parks. It, well, I'm sure it did happen <laughs> at the parks. I'm not sure if they did like specialty like merchandise for donald duck or not but mickey gets a big to-do about his birthday yeah we just had his 90th birthday a couple of i don't know maybe it's been like a year now it feels like last year accounts for like five years doesn't it (laughs) it was so long ago uh i love donald duck actually he's one of he is my favorite of the fabulous five which is what they call the the main characters from disney yeah uh and he was rapidly eclipsing mickey in fandom when he first came out yeah i I could see that being the case because he there is no language required to understand donald duck something happens to him and he gets mad and everyone can relate to things like that (laughs) the original tim taylor where he just makes noises yeah did you now do you know donald's full name i thought it was donald duck no no donald has a middle name Anyone? Anyone? It's Fauntleroy. Donald Fauntleroy Duck. Obviously named by Walt. His name's back then. (laughs) And we only found that out because he joined, I think it's the Army? And on his form, he filled out Donald Fauntleroy Duck. Mm. Um, I, like I said, I love Donald. Yeah. And what I think is really interesting about Donald, too, is that did you know that he's only had two voice actors ever play him officially oh seriously just two the original one was clarence nash uh and he's the one that came up with that voice where instead of using your larynx to make Mm. the sound you use the space in your cheek to make the sound i can only do the sound i can't do words that way right that (laughs) kind of thing um but then uh he was he was the voice until 1985, and then picking up after that was uh, Tony and I'm gonna butcher this last name Tony Anselmo. Okay, and he's the current voice now. He's the current voice from 85 forward. Yeah, wow, isn't that crazy? And another fun fact: Tony, my friend Tony, mm-hmm. uh, he's from Salt Lake City. Oh, really? So he's a hometown kind of guy. Ah. 
I don't know much more about it, but I think that that's cool that literally two people have been able to voice Donald Duck. To be fair, I think to live in Utah, you have to be able to mimic at least one Disney character or they like, <laughs> kick you out of the state, right? It's required, uh-huh. yeah, when you get to the state. They're like, and which di- which Disney exactly. character can you sound like? <laughs> it's very, and which character do you do? <laughs> what? None. None. Uh, mm. Visa rejected. You're not <laughs> Go back to welcome. New Mexico. Right. <laughs> um, and I didn't know that Donald Duck had a national day. June 9th really? is Donald Duck Day. Oh, that's nice. Uh, which is consequently also his birthday, apparently. Which is like right now. Yeah. Ah. So, party for Donald Duck. Uh, fun, obscure, you know, keeping with theme, obscure right. fact about Donald. There was a there was an internet rumor going around that Donald Duck had been banned in Finland because he didn't wear pants. Oh. Uh, it's not true. So, if you're, if you're ever in a conversation with somebody and they talk about how... Finland banned Donald Duck, you can say, yeah, it didn't actually happen. <laughs> it's a funny story, but didn't actually happen. Right. So that's, well, that's fair. Good to know. So I can go to Finland without pants is what you're saying. Yes. Pants okay. are not required in Finland. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Take that. That's what that's the obscure fact you learned from today. Yeah. The obscure <laughs> fact is nudity is allowed. <laughs> Finland. In Finland. Totally. Let's do it. Um, but I do want to talk about something I wanted to talk about last week and totally spaced it because we weren't as organized last week. We kind of just kind of flew by the seat of our pants. But now that we're not wearing pants because mm. we're f- in Finland. There we go. Uh, we have a more organized list. Uh, we uh, we needed to do a patch cast last week and I totally didn't do a patch cast. And this is one we've been incredibly excited about, too. I can't believe we forgot about it. It's a very special collection. It's a collect. I've never done a collection patch before. Yeah. Switched it up a little bit. It used to be, like, monthly, every month we were putting out a new patch. Right. And then we decided, like, let's see if there's other things we can do, potentially even other items. Right. would be fun to do. But and during the pandemic, it was, as, as everyone found out, it's hard to get things done, made, shipped during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and so we ordered these patches, I think, in January. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and they 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 built them and sent them as fast as they could, but I don't think we got them until, like, March or potentially Probably April. Even, yeah, it's, it took a long time. It took forever. But uh, I usually have stayed away from doing characters on patches because usually you have to steal Disney <laughs> art to put characters on patches. And we we found a way around it with these ones. Um, we wanted to do the stretching room portraits from the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, you've loved these portraits forever. And we've mimicked them in multiple formats. Yeah. Like, it's the go-to thing that we go to most. It's because it's one of they're my, some of my favorite art in the parks. Yeah. Uh, which, they're just so high class. They are. They're so <laughs> fancy. It feels like you're really in a mansion. Until they start stretching. Until they stretch. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize that the first original paintings that they did were actually done by Mark Davis. Wow. Who is, uh, as mega Disney fans will know, is the cause for most of the fun in the parks. Uh, he went into Anaheim specifically and said, there's nothing funny in here. Mm-hmm. And so he went in and added all the humor into Disney attractions. 
That's fun. Uh, and he was a funny, weird guy, apparently. Uh, most notably, he did the um, the exploring group that's being attacked by the rhinoceros on the Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah. Which they just recently redid. Yeah. They, they took it out and re- redid it. He sent him up a pole. He sent him up a pole, and they'll get the point in the end. <laughs> um, so these portraits, though, uh, I didn't want to, and you can't really duplicate that in patch form because thread doesn't work the same way as paint obviously yeah and i didn't want to uh just steal the images from something else and so i went ahead and did it was it it's almost a tim burton-esque style patch like the way i did them as i was doing i was like this kind of looks like something tim burton would do like they're kind of grayish with big eyes you know kind of thing yeah they are kind of i I can see that now yeah um and you have them on the site right yes you can go to disneypatch.com look at them there yeah yeah, pictures there uh and they come in a set of four which is awesome and they're slightly smaller too so that you know our patches are usually four inches which makes them huge really really big uh so you get your money's worth out of the other patches these ones come in a set of four and they're only three inches so you could put them down like a sleeve or across the back of something and not take up the entire space yeah so you can put them together in groups yeah yeah or you could pass them out and have them as like little hidden mickey type things or who knows what you would want to do with them uh i think they fit really well on hats too because oh, yeah. their clearance is a little bit smaller friendship patches friendship patches <laughs> Uh, Straight from the Haunted Mansion. Right. We're friends till the end and then beyond. Um, Do you have one of those those portraits that you like the most? I think the dynamite guy is just dynamite. Oh, gosh. Welcome to the 1920s. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. They have, like, official quote-unquote names. So they have the dynamite gentleman. They have the tightrope walker. Across the alligator mouth? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably my second favorite. And then they have the Black Widow, which is uh, not Scarlett Johansson, but an old lady sitting on a headstone. Mm. And then the Quicksand Men. Yeah. Yeah. They're all my favorites. <laughs> the Dynamite Gentleman is the one that I, for one reason or the other, I almost always look at that one when the room stretches. I'm mm. not 100% sure why. I always go to the alligator. Do you? Yeah. Oh, it's interesting to see which one. What What is your favorite stretching room portrait say about you exactly? Seriously, <laughs> it's like what character of the Golden Girls are you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so patch cast patches fresh out of the box. Uh, they've been up for a minute, but I thought it would be a good thing to mention on podcast for maybe people that haven't didn't know that they were out there. Been on there. They looking. are, and they're very special. They're very it's our, special. It's our first collector series, <laughs> if you will. Uh, I'll be signing autographs <laughs> at the local Barnes & Noble. Could you imagine? No, that would be weird. Go on a patch tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've always I've thought about doing things like that, and the, my biggest fear is like, what if you did something and no one showed up? You're like, I'm going to go sign, and then nobody shows totally. up. Totally. That'd be super awkward. Yeah, I would hate it. Um, so patches, patchcast dot uh, patchcast, disneypatch dot com. Uh, will take you there so you can see them. Yeah, it's the easiest way to find it. Um, but then moving on now, back into the parks. 
uh, we're having some issues at Disneyland. Hmm. Uh, the Matterhorn. The poor little Matterhorn. I just found out it's falling apart from the inside out. Well, it's only fair because that's what it does to me when I ride it. Right. It rattles around so much that I feel like I'm falling apart from the inside out. Oh. It's so rough. Like, I don't even know how to really feel about this if this if this is true. Um, that, you know, so many things that obviously I that, uh, most of the um, facade of the, the facade around the building is made out of wood and all the other things that Disney uses to make uh, like sprayed cement and plaster and things. All of those yeah. fun things. And then there was a great big holes in the mountain um, where the uh, where the skyway used to go through the mountain. Yeah, that was closed in over the years and. All the other things that have happened, and uh, yeah, apparently they're doing all they can to just keep it together at this point. <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. Right. <laughs> How old is the Matterhorn? Do you remember? Um, oh, I'm it was not like sure. his, the park opened in '55. It opened in '61. Yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, it's been you know it's got a few years on her. Um, it was like one of the first original still. Uh, tube coasters. It right? was the original steel tube coaster oh. in the United States. Which is yeah. impressive. Uh, the the downside to that is exactly what you're saying is that after that many years, uh, some some older forms of construction are not going to hold up that well for that long. Yeah. But they've been, I feel like they've been working on the Matterhorn since I was a kid. <laughs> like forever, they've been. Oh, we're fixing this. Oh, we're repainting that. Oh, we're changing this track. We're doing this and. And yeah. it had a huge overhaul like 10 years ago. Was it just 10? Probably. Maybe. Maybe maybe less than that. But they had a huge overhaul where they updated the animatronics inside and some of the effects got new life breathed into them and things. Mm. But yeah, like you said, now they're just like, I'm not sure how much longer this mountain's going to stay vertical if we don't start fixing things inside. Yeah. Um, so... Obviously, that's a concern. The track itself is a bit of a concern because it's rough as can be. Um, so rough. Which is an issue. And, you know, people have wanted them to update that a little bit. But the problem would be, obviously, that if they were to re... If they do updates here and there, if they do just maintenance on it, it's fine. But if they were to do massive overhauls, anything further than what they've already done, then they have to um, comply with modern OSHA standards mm. and all the other uh, standards that they have for coasters, which would make the coaster two to three times like this like ah, let's just say twice like twice as big as it is now which would like totally go into all the other parts of the park and the land and everything else yeah and, like uh would be a huge issue so they just continue to do what they can to keep it going and it's a classic and all the other things you know just goes to show that disney rides are the same as real estate once you get into one, you don't want to do too many changes because then they're going to require you to fix all kinds of stuff. Totally. So if you just redo the floors and give it a new coat of paint, they can't do nothing to you. Uh -huh. So that's what they're trying to do with the Matterhorn. Is like, with as few permits as possible. Right. Because yeah. like a few years back, they redid all the snow on the outside. Um, do you remember this? They to redid, hide all the cracks. Well, that too. Essentially, they did. They redid the snow on top, and then they put they mixed uh, glass beads into the paint, so Ooh. that when you walked around it, it would sparkle like real snow. Oh, that's pretty. Which I think is a good idea. Good on y'all. Uh, but apparently, they should have maybe worried more about the inside, more so than the snow on the top. As much as they could, just yeah. hammering a few nails each night, and you know, if you add ten nails a night, maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I would just love some guy in there with a hammer and nails, just like hammering away all night long. <laughs> Duct tape or something. I don't even know. 
but yeah it's a concern like obviously it would change the park a lot if that were to change and it's you know iconic your uncle worked on the ride he did um many uncles have worked on the ride i'm sure but yeah uh yes. that's my favorite story of his too because like my mom used to make up stories all the time i think because she thought they were funny but when I talked to my uncle about it, he's like, oh, no, yeah, I worked at the Matterhorn. Mm. And because my uncle is blonde <laughs> and he would be in the lederhosen, he's like, all the tourists for some reason wanted to take a picture of me in my lederhosen with my blonde hair in front of the Matterhorn. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm probably in thousands of family photo albums. Or oh, something. geez. So funny. <laughs> I did not know that one of the reasons they had to take out the Skyway from Disneyland itself was because the supports inside of the mountain were um they were causing issues to them uh to the matterhorn right Sheesh. and so they in order to preserve the mountain they had to get rid of the, the um other ride and fill in the holes because it was just too much for that little mountain take much like the disco yeti situation is you know that's what i was about to say what is with disney and their inability to build mountains right there it takes a lot it takes a lot of work well and build them right with Expedition Everest. The problem I think is is that they they anchored the Yeti to actual the actual structure. Yeah, and so that put way too much strain on the actual structure. Apparently, so hopefully in the future, should they build any more mountains? Mm-hmm. I don't know that they have plans to. Maybe they'll be just a little bit wiser about what they've done and avoid these massive issues that become problems. You know, that's a really good point. If you were to add the Yeti, put the Yeti in there, but don't have him structurally tied to the mountain in any way. Right. Two separate pieces. Yeah. Because um, same thing with the support beams inside of that. If they had support beams, but then also didn't have it touch the mountain itself, it might have survived. Yeah. yeah, though that's part of all that what's going on with that. Now, interestingly enough, there has also been talks about a Matterhorn live action movie, um, I of have, some sort. I, this is the issue that I have with these sometimes. Is I go, how are you going to make a movie out of the Matterhorn? That's like the the mountain itself. I'm sure has lots of history. Like the actual Matterhorn probably yeah. has lots of history and things. But why would Disney? want to make a movie about the Matterhorn specifically. Like, their their ride has very little story-wise going on inside of it. Yeah, there's a Yeti. There's a, there's a Yeti running around in there. <laughs> and there's a um, there's an abandoned explorer post in there also that you go by on okay. the, in the mountain. But that I, that's very minimal when it, you know, when it comes to story. But then you look at pirates and see how far they took that with minimal story also. Right. Well, it's been said that, right, that James Cameron with uh, the Titanic literally walked in with a picture of the Titanic and just put down the picture and said, it's this with Romeo and Juliet. And they said, sold. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was the entire pitch. And uh, yeah. So and it worked out well for him. It worked out pretty well for yeah. all of us, really, that way. So, I mean, obviously, like the map, it basically, if there's a ride not based on an IP, then they better build an IP attached to the ride. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, it's just what Disney does and likes Well, it's how they maintain their copyrights, is they keep on adding things and be like, no, we have this copyright now, so... And it's a fun way of done well. It can add layers to the park. Pirates of the Caribbean is a great story about it. Hopefully they do the same with, like, you know, Haunted Mansion at some point in time. Do it the right way. Well, there have been mumblings about the Jungle Cruise movie finally coming out too, which I'm oh, it's got to come out really soon excited now. for. 
Oh, it's hopefully good. But speaking of things coming out that we've enjoyed watching, Loki finally premiered on Disney+. Plus. We did watch that. We t- Oh, did we not enjoy? I don't know, did we? It's, uh, it's an interesting start. I'll give it that. Uh, you, if you watched WandaVision, yeah. the first episode of WandaVision, the first two episodes of WandaVision were a lot of, what is going on? What? Mm-hmm. Why? What is this? What is this? Uh, and I feel like Loki kind of leaned a bit in that direction in that first episode where Loki was just kind of an unwilling participant in almost the entire first episode. Right. He spent almost the whole time trying to get away from people. Yeah. So uh, we won't spoil anything, but in general, do you feel like it's a show that you could get sucked into? Oh, I'm having a time of my life watching it. Oh. I love like a 19, because it does have like a 1960s look about the set pieces and stuff, you know? Right. Super mm-hmm. fun. Love that. That's fun. Sometimes I see shows like that. And do you remember the time that we were in downtown Atlanta and we ended up parking somewhere where they were sending extras to park for something? Yeah. And we were walking by and we're like, oh, you need some more extras? She's like, always. But we were dressed like Uh regular people. Sometimes I wonder if we would have just walked in and been like, yeah, we'll be extras if we would have ended up on Loki. You know? Could you imagine? What were we walking into if we said yes? Right. Like, it could have been Loki or it could have been, I don't know, a porn parody of Loki. I have no idea what it could have been at that point. You know? (laughs) I'm guessing not that. Well. You never know. Uh, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Disney would be all over them if oh, that was a problem. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but it's an interesting enough show uh, with an interesting enough premise. The twist at the be- end of the first ep- episode was kind of like, oh, okay, this could, could turn out interesting. Do we have any idea how long they think they're going to run the Loki show? Uh, I'm sure people that are more into spoilers probably do know the exact number. I don't know the exact number because I, I enjoy the unknown end of a ride kind of situation where I'm like I don't know what episode they're building to and I don't know when they're going to stop so I just like the surprise of it all we actually thought about renaming the podcast to the Disney spoiler podcast we're going to spoil and just spoil everything yeah. and just be like it's in the title spoils <laughs> That's we definitely have never discussed that because I hate spoilers yeah. I hate them uh, but you said that uh, Loki's been showing up other places too yeah, they just opened an Avengers campus in um, California Adventure, right? And yeah. basically immediately they had Loki showing up, which I think is just fantastic. They had him showing up uh, in his outfit that he's wearing. In, you, know, you know that little uni- uniform he's been wearing in the show? I'm just kidding. His jumpsuit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's, uh, you know his little outfit? Um, <laughs> That and the uh, and the like in his handlers are dressed up from the shows as well. Oh, kind that's of thing. fun! And it was basically like the the next day after just I just him started. looking sullen and unhappy about being stuck there. Yeah, and, and I feel like that they had him on some sort of like chains kind of a thing, almost like they oh, had him on the show or whatever, fun. walking around immediately. So like that's like, what you call good theming, right mm-hmm. there, right? Within a day, have it out there. And they said that that is the case with Avengers Campus, is that even though there's minimal rides, and I guess this is what they're doing a lot of them, is um, they're having it more interactive and more uh, that kind of thing so that there's a lot especially with Avengers Campus have you seen how many uh, um, characters they have throughout that place? No. 
all over the place. All of them? All They're all there. <laughs> and they're all over the place. And they're just constantly doing things all around you, which I think is so much more fun than stand in line meet and greet. Yeah. Because who, who? I mean, yes, people do want to meet Loki, but like it's funner to like interact with and see him doing stuff, you know, I think. Well, and that's was the construction of Pirates of the Caribbean when they wrote all the dialogue for Pirates. Uh, they were worried that they had put too much dialogue and people weren't going to be able to hear it all. And Walt's thought was, no, think of it more like you're moving through a cocktail party mm. and just picking up little bits and pieces of conversation as you go past. And I think that gives, uh, if that's what they're doing in Adventures Campus, it gives it a more alive feeling and yeah. less of a stage show kind of feeling. Yeah. Like, it's very much all of that stuff. Yeah. Again, you don't want spoilers, so we can't talk about it too much, but... Don't spoil it. Oh, so hard. Right here on... On, on Spoiled Disney Podcast. <laughs> the Spoiled Disney Podcast. <laughs> Stop it. That's the title. Mm, so good. But when you're walking around the parks now, they got they, more rules lifted. They're lifting all of the rules nowadays. The mask mandate has been reduced down to basically on just the minimal transportation now. So wow. three forms of transportation, like the, what is it, the, the, the bus, bus and train and, or, um, you know, all the three. The three forms of transportation, you still have to wear a mask in there, but uh-huh. everywhere else in the ride is basically, if you've been um, immunized and it's up to you to say that you have been, then you get to walk around without a mask. So wow. no mask, and it's essentially the same thing at Universal Studios as well. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Well, it's like I said, I might wear mine for a little while longer even still. You know, like, if we were, if we went to Florida this weekend, I would probably still wear my mask around in some of those places, because some of y'all gross anyway, without a pandemic, mm-hmm. you know? I don't want to... Huh. That's our... <laughs> quite literally, it's a, how long can we get away with actually... How long can we wear the mask? Yeah, like, is there a mandate <laughs> on when I have to take it off? Because I'm not sure I want to. Because still the idea of, like, walking around with, like, white Mickey gloves is... Uh, I'm all about it. Yeah. A hundred percent about totally it. That. I had to touch something today, and it was, like, the feeling of actually touching something. I was like, has it always been this disgusting? See, I'm just yes. curious because... The other day I walked into a store that had a door that you had to open... Yeah. And I stood there for literally a good two seconds just staring at the handle going, oh my gosh, I've got to touch that. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and I saw the creepy person that walked in in front of me, and I know they didn't wash their hands. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's 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 not getting better for us germophobic people who don't like to touch things anyway. But I remember going to Las Vegas years ago with friends, and we would, like, that would happen. We'd all walk yeah. up to the door, and all of us would just stare at the door like... Well, shoot how do we get but I was like I don't care guys I'll do it and, and then you lick the door handle <laughs> <laughs> no I almost always at least get a sore throat when I go to Vegas mm. almost always mostly because people smoke like chimneys in Vegas and so you walk through places and you're like ah, my mm. throat so is that still a thing I think so I think potentially either way We'll have to find out. Disney now is just like Vegas. Yeah. You can touch and lick anything you want. But one of the things I'm the most excited about, obviously, was uh, we saw our first fireworks show in a oh. year and a half. My goodness. And there are rumors that basically Disney's getting ready to relaunch fireworks, if not before, by July 4th. Which oh, obviously wow. would be like the day to do it. Right. right? You want to do it on the 4th of July. At this point, because we're already halfway through June. Ooh. I'm serious, like, 
I don't want to see like do not do a firework until July 4th and like <laughs> I want everybody crying is what I want this is like the experience I want to have happen well tell all our neighbors because they've been shooting off fireworks all year oh they totally have been yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you've been but yeah no but like a Disney fireworks show to be relaunched back on um on the 4th of July wouldn't that be the best thing talk ever? about a packed upon packed park if you were gonna oh. if you were going to debut fireworks on the 4th of July you might end up with a fire hazard number of people in the parks trying to see fireworks that day potentially I mean yes yeah that would be the situation wouldn't it be um, but part of that is they're trying to figure out what they're doing with, um, you know, according to the rumors. Because this whole thing, by the way, is the, the rumor section of the podcast. Yeah, news rumors and lies. <laughs> That's this entire section. But there's, um, the you know, like at Epcot, they're trying to figure out kind of like what they're going to be doing with their fireworks show now. Mm-hmm. And we did see that they are testing out the Harmonia show that's reopening there. Ooh. And the um, they're saying that that show is coming together at a very quick pace and that they think that that want they want to use that as a show to reopen the fireworks show. I'm getting chills just talking about it, y'all. <laughs> like, and it's chills. 98 degrees in this room, so uh, you know it's a lot for yeah, Steve to get like, to re- to debut Harmonious on the Fourth of July Oof. at the park. Oh, I can't even think about how exciting it would be. Like even if it's just like a few days earlier, it wouldn't be nearly as cool. But you know, watch out, people of Florida. Steve is going to push your strollers out of the way and run over your grandma to get to the fireworks on the Fourth of July. Like I should look it up on the calendar now to like be outside the park to see the show. But anyway, yeah, like I don't know how great that would be. Let's hope they can do it. Like let's hope they can pull together the Harmonia show that quickly. Well, the world of the parks has changed so much, obviously, over the last year. Uh, especially but now we're getting into the time period where like you said they're getting rid of mask mandates they're starting back up fireworks and now people are starting to work on getting back into the parks for family trips for holidays for things Mm -hmm. and the crowds are picking back up again and now the question remains are they going to bring back fast pass or not um i have strong feelings about fast pass if you don't if you don't use FastPass or know how to use FastPass in the past, you are wasting your day at Disney because you will stand in 37 hours worth of lines and ride 2 minutes worth of attractions. Well, and if you talk about FastPass at at uh, Disney World, I've never been a huge fan. Of, it's a little clunky, mainly in right because like if it doesn't if it doesn't work great for me, then I'm not a fan. <laughs> well, that's how everybody is, right? It's you true. don't you don't look at everybody else and go, "Good for you getting on the rides ahead of me." Right. No one likes that. Good for all you people staying on property to get a book <laughs> thirty days before us. Good for you. I do think it's a smart thing that they were able to do that in the past. Um, what they're talking about is that with uh, FastPass Plus, they're they've what, inside the app. The wait lines, the wait times have all been adjusted to now indicate that it's standby line, standby time is what they're calling it, uh-huh. which is an indicator that obviously that they're going to be having some sort of other line that's available. So either like the virtual queues that are really popular, that they're going right. to they add those to additional rides. Which I it's, think is great, by the way. Love, love, love the virtual Because virtual queue is essentially a fast pass. Yeah, virtual queue is a fast pass. It lets you run around the park and do whatever you want while you're quote unquote digitally standing in line. And then they let you know you come back now yeah. and you're 
AKA, not in line after that. Yeah, AKA spending money. Yeah, that's what you're doing. When you're Which waiting. is what they want you to be doing. Uh huh. Yeah, totally fair. Mm-hmm. But they're but they're talking about potentially adding a paid fast pass to the Disney parks. Yes. Which yeah. I'm not overly thrilled about. Oh, see, we got to talk about this. Well, because <laughs> um, here's my here's my issue with it. Uh-huh. I'll just lay out my issue with it. It is turning into he who has the most money has the best day at Disney. And while I can understand that from a business point of view, a hundred percent, from a family point of view, or from uh, an us personally point of view, I don't think I'm willing to spend an extra six hundred dollars a day. Right. To just be able to ride rides like a normal person versus standing in line all day long. If they said that they could bring back Fast Pass, because Universal has had the Express Pass for quite some time, which is but like it's paid. outrageously expensive, yeah. right, of some sort. I can't remember the cost, but it is expensive. Just lots of money. Money. Um, you know, which we don't have. So <laughs> <laughs> We have yeah. money for certain things, not necessarily <laughs> that. Um. So let's just say that you know they can bring back the season pass, but there is no there is no like fast pass attached to that. Yeah. But you could buy an upgraded pass at any time that you would like. But they can let's say that they bring back the pass at a thousand dollars like they've offered in the past, or they say we're not giving you the season pass and we're not having you pay for the fast pass, right? Mm-hmm. And then the tickets are one hundred and thirty dollars. Would you rather go into the park paying one hundred and thirty dollars for the day? With nobody having fast pass or be able to have this season pass to go. Oh, I mean, both have their merits and whatnot. Um, and this this is the issue. I like smaller crowds. I definitely prefer not having as many people there. So if you have super cheap passes and nobody having fast passes, you're going to end up with extensive lines, especially right now when there's no shows or anything, character meet and greets or anything that are pulling people off of attraction lines. Yeah. Um, So that's an issue. But I also think about people with kids. There there are, you know, families with four kids that are trying to get into a park. Yeah. And if the only way that you can get your kids even on rides is to pay an extra $300 per kid. Yeah. No one's going to be able to go. Yeah, that's very true. And... I changed my opinion while even just laying that that debate out. Is oh. like if if I knew we could get into here's the problem that I have with paying the Disney Park Pass ticket. Right, is you pay one hundred and thirty dollars for the right to stand in line for ninety <laughs> minutes. Yes, to get into a ten minute ride. Yes, and that's the problem. Yes, <laughs> like if I knew that I could pay thirty. Look, for example, the time that we very first the very first time we ever went to Disney, think thank the lord jesus like i'm so happy that we were able to um get onto the rides as quickly as we did oh disneyland yeah Uh because otherwise i would have had like it's the reason that i now really like disneyland yeah because it was such a fun experience that first experience was great if we could duplicate that same experience every single time for the 130 bucks ticket oh yeah i'd go all the time see but that was before when back when disney had a slow time because it used to be um, October, November was very slow for Disney. Uh, not so much anymore. Um, but I totally agree. The experience of being able to go and actually ride things makes all the difference. 
I've had family that have gone during the summer months and been like, we got on two and a half rides. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what did you do all day? They're like, we stood in line. I'm like, that's awful. Yeah. Well, Disney has a metric that says that they it, it's an eight ride uh, goal. Like they want you to be able to get on eight rides in a day. And I said, what? Eight? <laughs> I want eight in the before lunch. Yeah, like, and we usually do. If absolutely. we can swing it, even if it's not a ride that we're super excited to get on, we're like, we're getting on it right now. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah, it's we say, oh, well, we got on 27 rides today. I think that was pretty good. I think we got our money's worth on Right. We got on Pirates three times, maybe four. <laughs> okay. All right. Well done. Well done. Of course, our way of going isn't for everybody. I almost killed my brother dragging him around Disneyland at our pace mm. and he was I think 18 at the time and I'm like aren't you supposed to have a lot of energy as he's falling asleep during Phantasmic I'm like how many cokes lady. do you feed him in a right <laughs> so the only way you do it you, three coke minimum to get there's a three coke minimum to get into Disney that day yeah anyway you need some caffeine and you need a good pair of shoes to keep up with us at Disney oh. um so I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Fast Passes, if they're going to be able to bring it back without a riot, uh, because a lot of people, the one of the worst Disney experiences with lines that we ever had was at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and we were attempting to get on uh, the Navi River Journey. Oh my gosh! Which is a it's a slow moving boat ride in the Pandora section of Amer- of Animal Kingdom, and I kid you not. It was at such a high volume time that they were letting in, was it 90 people in the fast pass line to every one person in standby? Apparently the rules are, if the ride had a breakdown during the day and it's late in the day and they have to make up ground for fast passes that were issued, it goes to a 90 to 10 rate or 90 to one ratio. So for every 90 people that get on the ride, in fast pass line uh-huh. one person from the standby line gets on so if they let a couple like you and i through 180 fast pass people get through before us Ugh. and they don't tell you that when you're no, getting into they're the not going to tell you that yeah they don't say there's no chance of you getting on this in the next seven hours right because like, <laughs> it was listed at 45 minutes and then um we ended up standing in that line for like two and a half hours it made that ride uh the navi river journey completely unenjoyable it's made that ride my most favorite hated ride in all of disney quite literally on so many levels folks i know we've complained about it before and i'm going to complain about it again here we are why in the world would you invent a boat that holds two rows of people that only sit four people across yeah. is that right yeah the entire boat can only fit eight people in total is it only two rows i believe i thought it was three but even so it's not very big it's like the stupidest little ride ever and it just i don't think you can do that anymore well it's just odd to me that they were they were building it in the modern era where they know what crowds are like why wouldn't you build the boats boats bigger just in general and i really don't think it would distract from the ride at all if it would have been larger that they were if they would have used the small world or the um Pirates, uh, pirates boat. Yeah. If they had used a boat similar to that, I don't think that it would affect the ride experience at all. No. Other than to be, you know, enjoyable. The line moves faster. Yeah. Able to, because you can. That's the thing about pirates. That's why we go on it four times a day. Is because you know that you're literally it's a slow walk onto the ride. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's beautiful, and unless you turn that into some sort of like omni mover boat system at the little eight 
per boat <laughs> person. Oh, if you can't tell, Steve has some strong feelings about the Navi River journey. But, but I love it. It's a gorgeous ride, and the Shaman of Song at the end of yeah. it is one of the most impressive animatronics in the parks. But because of the ride system, it makes it unrideable. It makes it, it, makes it a very calculated ride, is mm-hmm. what it is, where you say, okay, are we going to, do we need a minute? Are we going to buy ourselves a snack and stand in line for long enough to get on the Navi River journey. Well, and they were running over budget so badly that the indoor queue never got indoors, so you're just sitting underneath a canopy the entire night. And even when we were there at 9 o'clock at night, it was still 90 it's degrees. Hot. It's Florida. It's hot. Yeah. yeah. And humid and loud. And the bugs bright. are loud. Yeah. Yeah, all of it. It was, a, it was weird. Oh, <laughs> people were getting mad. Yeah, the people behind us were furious. We were furious. To and the, we're easygoing people. It's very hard tell. to make us mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the people we behind keep us, all of our anger for the podcast, right? <laughs> we vent on y'all, and then we're pleasant <laughs> in the parks. Uh, the people behind us, even combined groups, they're like, "All right, how many people in the next three groups?" Okay, there's thirty of us. We're gonna tell them our parties of thirty, and yep. they have to let us all through. Yep. You know, uh, and you know, poor cask they members that have that. to deal with that. You know, yeah. it sucks. It the rage of people standing in line is not something that I want to deal with on a regular basis. No. So kudos to cast members that work lines. Yeah. Um, but talking about busy times, talking about important things, talking uh-huh. about October, uh-huh. we're, we're, I just saw a thing. It's a new thing now that they pe- people are celebrating halfway to Halloween now. Have you heard this? No. Yeah. Halfway Halloween's Eve? Halfway <laughs> to Halloween, everybody. We're in that time period now. Uh, and that means it's time for Disney to start uh, telling everybody about their Halloween celebrations. And in case you're wondering, it's already sold out. Oh, no. No, it's not. Oh. It's only sold out for um, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, how, the night of Halloween. They are calling it the Boobash, and it's replacing uh, Mickey's Not So Scary. Just completely replacing the, the name and everything? Sure. Okay. This year it's called Boobash. Sure, why not? And I don't know why they would have changed the name. From what it, from Mickey's not so scary because alliterative names are more fun. You know, Boobash is way more easy to say than Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Yeah, but and the reason that they changed the name for like um, the the one that they moved up to California Adventure, the Oogie Boogie, Boogie, Boogie Bash. Bash. Yeah, oh, that's fun. Oogie Boogie Bash. <laughs> See, Boobash, and maybe that's maybe it's so that it's in line with that event that's maybe. going on there, yeah. so that they know that it's part of the new. So era. they can cross over merchandise and things. But and the big reason that they moved it, they changed that. Yeah, that could be, I guess, why they did it. But the reason they did that is because it's a new event at a new park, even though it's similar. You know that it's held at a different park, but they're still holding it at Magic Kingdom, right? So, oh, weird. Such as it is, as far as I know, I should probably, we'll do more research next week, get back to you. But Halloween is always sold out fast. And on a year where we're all coming back from not being able to do anything. Right. Of course Halloween is going to sell out almost instantly. Before they even announced it. They just literally, I I guess they would have It went up on a site and uh and the world collectively lost their mind. Literally. Well, so the tickets and they go on sale. They started about $129.119 if you are a pass holder. Okay. If there's any of you guys still remaining, who knows who who that is. And then it goes up quite quickly to... 169 all the way up to 199 on Halloween night. Um, And they're only being offered to resort guests at this time, not to the general public. So you have to be a resort guest in order to make the reservation. And you have to call in to make the reservation, to get the ticket. Wow. All of that. 
and they sold out. And here's the thing about it is that when you create scarcity in an event like that, it automatically becomes a very hot ticket. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If people find out that they're only letting X number of people in, all of a sudden people are like, well, I've got to get in. I've got to. Halloween's my favorite. I love Halloween more than anybody. I've got to be there. And it turns into that kind of thing for every single person. And that's fair. And if it is your thing to do on Halloween night, yeah. then... Because yeah. we don't do anything on Halloween. And would it be fun to make Disney our tradition for Halloween? Absolutely. I'd rather spend Halloween walking around Disney than sitting in my house avoiding children, you know. (laughs) Or potentially being scared by some maniac with a chainsaw. I don't enjoy that aspect of things either. Mickey with a chainsaw. We have said, though, that if we go to Boobash that we would um, buy, like, $40 of candy, keep that at home, and then just, like, ride the heck out of the rides just as fast as we possibly can. We would ditch every single candy line and just ride any ride that's open. Yeah, unless you're handing me candy as I'm walking on to... um, onto uh, Thunder Mountain right <laughs> then we're not getting you can candy. have a lot of vomiting going on if people are eating candy on Thunder Mountain because how how long do you think the ride is for like Space Mountain on Boobash it's like basically a walk on I think so because honestly it, it depends on what happens this year if you're able to do character meet and greets which a lot of people go specifically just to do those they want the photo ops and that kind of stuff um uh, mascot characters scare me. Right. Face characters scare me. Uh, so I'm not going to stand in line to meet you. I apologize. But if you leave the rides open, I'm there. I will ride the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train 37 times in a row if I just have to loop oh, back around and get back just on. like the glorious, expensive rides? Yes. All them e-tickets? Them e-ticket rides. <laughs> That's my, tri- my trick for my treat on Halloween. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah, that's a good idea. We I wonder if it's the same as it once was that we would like we'd gone on a hard ticket night event before because they they start letting folks in like at four o'clock and the park closes at seven. Right. So the bit of overlap, but it makes even the earlier time in the day quite a bit lower too well, because there have, are no yeah. ticketed people. It's if just you have pass annual holders. passes, it's totally fine to go in for a half day. It doesn't do anything to you to go in for a half day. Yeah. But you don't have people that are from out of time out of town going in earlier in the in the day because they're like we're not going to waste if we can only be there half the day we're going somewhere else yeah. you know so it'll be interesting to see what halloween ends up being like this year for disney and for everybody else sold out events all across the board everything yeah it won't be like last year where they had to give out a season pass to the parties oh i wonder if that's the other reason they're rebranding and fixing it up it's because last year's or the year before, I guess, because we didn't do anything last year. No. No, the year before that, and they had to do the season pass in order yeah. to get the event as many times as you wanted. Yeah. Oh, that sounds glorious, too. And it was like 200 bucks. Why didn't we do that? Why didn't we do that? I don't huh. know. Should have. It's one of those things that in rear view, you're like, man, I wish we would have done that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Could have been fun. Oh, so much information coming out of the Disney parks. Parties. People. Places. Things. Things, <laughs> nouns, mountains falling down, portraits stretching, all of the good stuff. All of the good stuff you love from Disney. Um, but it's like I always say, don't forget in Finland, you don't have to wear pants. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, 
Help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique, and we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.